Rachel Daly is a striker. The end. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. She's got great passing range. She scores goals. She's great in the air. Brilliant in the air. Yeah. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Get all the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports Now you're very welcome back So nil all in the two Group B games England against Wales nil all after 33 minutes USA and Iran also nil all after 33 minutes So as things stand And we are early enough on in proceedings These things usually take a twist or a turn before we're fully done as things stand England top of the group Iran would go through in second place USA in third obviously USA goal would change things pretty dramatically the Dutch will be looking on they play second place in group B after they came through uh, their group group A very nicely with two wins and a draw they beat Qatar uh, this afternoon very comfortably Qatar on zero points so Netherlands uh, top that group along with Senegal very happy to say we have Mr David Winner on the line, author of Brilliant Orange, the neurotic genius of Dutch soccer. David, great to have you on. Great to be here. Uh, first of all, how are you finding this World Cup? Nine days in, is it rocking your world? It is not. Um, I feel quite torn because normally World Cups have been all through my life. You know, I can I can practically do an autobiography in terms of the World Cups I've watched. This one I'm I'm semi-detached or worse. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are feeling like that. What's the main reason in your case? Well, because it's just so odd and so, you know, we know the background, the corruption, kind of weird time of year, the sort of discombobulating oddness of this sort of World Cup plonked in the middle of kind of a, a non-football land and his mega stadia built with uh, suffering. Um, there was an extraordinary uh, statistic the other the other day that David Goldblatt worked out that the cost of this World Cup, $200 billion, is it dollars or pounds? Anyway, $200 billion, whatever it is, uh, is more than the cost of every single World Cup and every... Olympic Games there's ever been and the sort of it's, it's somehow very jarring um, and just before the tournament you know if like, in the run up to it I was doing a lot of work on the horrors that we didn't really realise at the time of the next worst although it's actually worse it was worse the Argentina 78 World Cup I did a big piece for the Irish Independent I don't, I don't know if you saw it a couple of weeks ago um and you realise that that was just steeped in blood, and uh, I was sort of retrospectively ashamed for having kind of enjoyed it so much. And knowing what we know about Qatar, it's all a bit, you know, it's hard to get involved only in the football. Yes, I don't think you're alone in that sense, and it's hard to yeah. disagree with any of those reasons. And even on the cost, I remember being at the World Cup in Brazil, which cost nineteen billion, one nine billion, yeah. and that at the time was a great scandal, and there was criticism yeah, yeah, of this yeah. being one of the great money laundering operations that we had ever seen. And uh, yeah. that is number two on the list of uh, World Cup costs, so it's quite a way short of two hundred billion. And uh, yeah. the other point, even just reading over the weekend. There was a professor in the UK who had looked into the carbon footprint of this tournament and had the the stark line that yeah. 
this tournament will leave the largest carbon footprint of any event in human history outside of war. So there are quite a few, <laughs> quite a few aspects yeah. to stop you losing yourself in the football the way you might otherwise. Yes, yes. And the, the, the stadia, some, some of the games, you know, they have sort of normal looking crowds. So the Brazil game, the Morocco beating Belgium, that, you know, the crowd was full and obviously engaged. And some of the other games as well, the Saudis beating uh, Argentina. But a lot of them, the atmospheres look very peculiar. And it reinforces the feeling that I've had for some time, actually, not just with World Cups, but with top football generally, uh, that you know, increasingly it's designed to be consumed by screen. And the people in the stadiums are the studio audience and the authorities kind of re regard them uh, with sort of the same degree of contempt as they do studio audiences on telly. Um, and I guess that Qatar is just accelerating that process. It's mm. certainly not the first event that has been like that, but it really brings it into sharp relief. Yes. And again, that's very alienating if you sort of grew up in a in an old fashioned obsolete. I, I think I would think that, that, that FIFA now sees it as um, football culture. In this part of the world, we're keeping a closer eye than usual on the Dutch and on the French, given that they'll be part of our uh, European qualification group next year. Right. The French, obviously, very high profile, and this feels like Mbappe's tournament in many respects. Uh, the Dutch, yeah. you can give us more of a steer on. So they've cruised through Group A. They beat Senegal 2-0 in the opening game. They drew 1-0 with Ecuador, and they beat Qatar 2-0 today. Goals from Cody Gakpo and Frankie de Jong. On Cody yeah. Gakpo, I know Manchester United yeah. were linked with him in recent times, uh, he has scored three goals. Yeah, suppo supposedly, supposedly talking terms at the moment, you know, that it sounds like it's a done deal. Okay, again. I don't know if that's true or not, but but yeah. And is, is, and this, see. is this guy at 23 a super hot prospect or is he just having a better than usual tournament? He's a, he's a hot prospect. I wouldn't say super hot. Uh, and uh, Ten Hag would, would know him very well from the Dutch league. Um, top scorer there. Uh, this I say last season because that's what normally happens during a World Cup. Because you say, but I, I can't even remember is this season or last season. Mm. But anyway, top scorer, um, clearly a, a, a very talented player. He's not. You wouldn't think he's he, he's not in the same league as some of the the great Dutch strikers of the past, Van Basten, Bergkamp, and Percy Robin, people like that, Van Nistelrooy. Uh, but you know. Uh, Van Ten Hag obviously thinks he's he's worth acquiring. I mean, he paid a crazy amount of money, I thought, for for Anthony, but he knew him well. Um, Anthony is coming on as a sub, basically, for Brazil, uh, blessed with with so many great creative players and strikers. But yeah, I mean, he's a good player, not you know not world shaking yet, mm. but he he could develop in that. Was he twenty three now? I think yeah, twenty three. Yeah, so. We've probably seen the shape of what you know what he can do. Uh, he's you know he's having a good tournament, that's for sure. But yes. then Holland haven't played any really good teams yet, and and they've been very underwhelming. I must say they struggled. They were flattered by the two nil against uh, Ecuador. Uh, sorry, against Senegal, and then they they really had trouble against Ecuador. They were out muscles, uh, out thought to a large degree. They couldn't cope with the Ecuadorian press. 
I mean, not the the journalists, the pressing on the field. Um, and they managed two shots in the whole game, which is a kind of record that goes back to 66, Opta told us that no European team in a World Cup had had so few shots in a match. And that is a very, very far cry from the sort of traditional Dutch attacking total football stuff that we know and love. Um, it looks a very workmanlike and exciting team. Perhaps I was, I was having a conversation with with a Dutch journalist friend saying, you know, wouldn't how would we feel as sort of champions of the of the beautiful Dutch style if they get far in this tournament playing like Greece in two thousand four mm. or or Germany in the eighties? You know, it's it's not a thing to their football at the moment is not a thing to love. Van Gaal was very interesting pre-tournament when he was talking about the five-three-two system that he's employing yeah. currently, which yeah. he also employed at the 2014 World Cup. And I presume, yeah. you know, it's so interesting when we talk of Dutch football, we all think of four-three-three automatically. Yeah. Van yeah. Gaal pre-tournament was talking about how uh, at this l- late stage in his career, he has come to he's see five-three-two as the better balanced system. Yeah. It, it, it trumps four-three-three. So, you know, Cruyff... All you Dutch guys, you almost had it right. <laughs> yeah, well, he and Cruyff, it's, you know, the dispute and the the, the, the competition get between them and the mutual dislike, which, uh, you know, you can imagine Cruyff spinning at a very high speed in his grave on this stuff. Uh, you know, it goes on and Van Gaal is, is uh, he, he, he sees himself very much as a, as a disciple of Rinus Michels rather than, rather than Cruyff. Um, and Michels was was often very pragmatic. You know, he he and Cruyff together invented total football in, in essence. Uh, but he could be very uh, dour in his tactics. I mean, he won the '88 Euros with four four two, and just because you know, Kulit, Van Basten, Rijkaard, Koeman in that team, so it sort of disguised a little bit the um, tactical conservative nature of that team very very different to to the 74 team and very different to what we what we think of as classic dutch football um yeah so van Gaal is is he wants to win it and whether he can with this fairly mediocre bunch and with you know real paucity of, of creative players i i don't think he can and most people in holland don't think he can but he's He's really sort of keen to do it. This is his swan song. And the one moment that would put him ahead of Cruyff, because Cruyff, as a player, didn't quite make it. And as a coach, he kept turning down. Well, in, in one case, he was blocked. In another case, he, he turned down the chance to coach what could have been a World Cup winning team for the Dutch in 90 and 94, respectively. So, you know, the competition between those two, the rivalry is is still going on. And that's... That's part of the story with Van Gaal. It's a big part of it. Yes, and you can see why it would be transformative for him. Yeah. If, if he's not already yeah. legendary in, in Dutch football, it would certainly make him legendary. Yeah, well, it, it puts him up there at the top or at the joint top, you know, which he, at the moment, he's always considered a bit lower down than, than Cruyff. Kind of gets all the adulation and the, and the, the worship, frankly. And um, this is... This is a, you know, I'm trying to think of it in religious terms. I can't exactly, but it would be, you know, like Jesus being supplanted as the sort of key figure 
<laughs> Christianity. Which would be, it, would be quite, know, quite something. It would be quite a thing. And, um, but in the early days, it wouldn't have been such a thing, perhaps, in the early centuries. I mean, I'm working currently, I'm, my head is full of this stuff because I'm working um, on, a, on a sequel to Brilliant Orange. The working title is Croyfianity. Because it, you know, that Cruyff has his apostles and disciples, and his idea spreads, you know, uh, in the way. Sorry, that's um, the building will close in ten minutes. I'm in the British Library at the moment. Oh, very good. Uh, um, Mark is down to talk to you yeah. about that book. That sounds fantastic. Well, it's when I've when I've finished it. <laughs> okay, 2028. We'll talk to you about the. Uh, yes. 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 So it's notable. I mean, a lot of very familiar names to us when we look at the Dutch starting eleven. Your Virgil Van Dyke in the heart of defence. Yep. Nathan Aki is alongside him. Uh, Dumfries yep. as one wing back. Daly Blind, of course, is another. You've got Frankie De Jong in midfield. Uh, Memphis Depay up front. We've just mentioned Cody Gakpo at 23, who's having a, yep. a, you know a breakout tournament on the global stage. Certainly. Uh, is the sense even in the Netherlands that this is a workmanlike group? There's no a great yes. opinion out there that Cro- that Van ha, it's Freudian that no that Van Gaal isn't getting the most out of them. There is there is an understanding they're not the most creative bunch. There's an understanding that they're not so creative, and I think they're being a little bit pragmatic. Also, you know that they, they weren't expecting great fireworks, but they were expecting a bit more, a bit more entertainment, a bit more flourish. Bit more elegance really um but then you look at all the other european teams and possible exception of spain and france possibly only france and brazil you know everybody else is looking pretty workmanlike and and struggling as well i think we i think there's two two main things one is you know that the european teams haven't had a proper preparation time uh and secondly pretty much every team Qatar is an exception, and they really looked out of place quality-wise. Every other team almost has a big bunch of players playing in Europe. You know, it's it's uh, in some ways it looks like a very uh, internationalized, you know, across every continent World Cup. But it's also a very European World Cup because everybody basically who's there, not everybody, but a large number, larger number in the part than in the past, plays in Europe. Uh, so there's a homogenization that's taken place. Everybody's basically playing to the same, in the same way. They all have the same idea of football. It used to be a nice thing, I thought, that every, you know, that Argentina would play in their way and Brazil in their way and Germany would be, you know, doer and hardworking and impossible to beat and, and the Italians would be their style. Everybody now plays the same and it's uh, sh- it's a shame. Yeah, I agree. It, I agree. Yeah. All the fun stereotypes like, are gone. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, we don't want yeah. you to be thrown out of the British Library. It wouldn't be uh, becoming for uh, an, <laughs> a renowned author to be chucked out. So uh, we'll draw the conversation to a close. By the way, USA have just taken the lead against Iran. So as things stand ah, okay. early in the cool. evening, it would be the Netherlands against uh, USA. So we'll against America, yeah. see how it plays out. A replay out. of the last World Cup women's final. Not a replay, but a kind of a, an echo or a something. 